0: The everyone. If you've been listening to the Kids These Days podcast for any length of time since it started over a year ago, um, you may notice that I'm a new voice behind the mic. You've probably not heard me before, but I am so excited to introduce myself and join Sarah and Rudy in this podcast. My name is Stephanie Haney and like Sarah, I'm an infant toddler specialist with KCCTO or Casito. I have the fantastic opportunity and honor to support child care professionals all throughout the state of Kansas, and now throughout the world. It's so exciting, and I really, truly love what I do. Um, I do, though, hate talking about myself, so just giving a quick intro before we get into the fun stuff of my first topic. Uh, Born and raised in Salina, Kansas, so, you know, middle of the state, and recently I came back to the Sunflower State after living in Mississippi for almost a decade, so nine, ten years. Um, so if you hear a little twang in my voice, sometimes when I get really excited or really into something, um, that little southern twang really starts to come out. So you'll probably hear it a time or two. My household is two honorary dogs, three even Henrier or chickens, um, and I just, I love to have a good time and joke and um, play around. I love terrible dad jokes and puns, like those are my, those are my thing. If, you, if it's a terrible joke. I wanna hear it, I want you to share it with me, send it to me because I just love bad jokes. I can't remember them for the life of me, but I love them. So that's what I wanna hear from you, right? So my career, kind of where I've come from as a professional, my background, I have experienced teaching infants, toddlers, and center-based and military child care. Um, I actually got started, my whole start in working with young children was in a military child care program. I walked in the door, um, fresh-faced, I had no experience, and they took me on, and they trained me and molded me, and I fell in love with the profession. I fell in love with Working with young children, with identifying what quality care is, with supporting that care. Um, and so, after moving on from military child care, um, moved to an, another center, um, was there for as a lead teacher, then became their director, moved on to a college instructor, and now I'm a specialist with the Casito Kids program. But through everything that I've done, through all of those different experiences, all of the different things. That I've done with my career and all the different ways that I've that I've been within this field my passion has just been for quality it looks different and it's always looked different in the roles that I play and the hats that I've worn um but I think quality is important at the end of the day if I know that I've done something to help a child a teacher a program whatever it may be the the field as a whole whatever it is um I had a good day. It's a good day when it, when we can help somebody out. So I am just so happy to have this as an outlet as well to explore all of the wonderful parts of the field. Um, and more often than not, I can kind of just get to talking on a roll and, and, uh, just see where life takes me. So I'm very excited to be able to share with you um, and be a voice behind the mic. Um, I am a I am a face person though, so this is this is super weird for me to just kind of literally sit in my closet and uh, talk and not get nods and responses or even the Zoom thumbs up that we've been getting for the past year. Um, but I also kind of ramble and talk to myself, so I think that I'll survive. I think it'll be okay. So that's it. That's me. Also, I'm an open book. So if you have questions or if you have topics or if there's something that you're like, hey, Stephanie said something in the podcast about blah, 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 blah. I want to know more about that. Reach out to me. You've got contact info for me. Um, I'm sure in the Show notes and all that fun, fancy stuff that Sarah does such a phenomenal job with. Um, And reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you and talk with you and, you know, answer any questions or just be here to be a sounding board. Or if you just have a really funny joke that you want to share, I'm your girl. Like, let, let me know. I'm your girl. Hey, it's Stephanie, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Okay, let's jump in. Let's get to exploring. Let's get to to talking about a topic that I just love. Um, And so that's why when I really thought about what would be the first topic, like what do I want to open the doors with? um, What gets me excited? And that is asking children questions. You know, the title of this episode, Big Questions for Little Children, that's huge, right? So it's not just questions, but it's big questions. And I think that too often, we just get caught up in the routines of daily life, right? So we get caught up in, oh, we've got to wash hands and then sit down for lunch. And then after lunch, we've got a potty. And then everybody needs their nap mats. And then they're supposed to go to sleep. Are they going to go to sleep today? Who knows? But I think so often that we just get caught up in telling them, telling them what to do where to go how to act what you want them to know blah 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 I challenge you to take time during during your next work day or have somebody listen to you and you know identify how many times am I telling my children something versus how many times am I asking them something I think it's pretty big and I think I think you might find that you're giving commands, you're giving directions, you're giving guidance far more often than you are asking questions. But I want to challenge you. Here's your challenge. Here's your weekly challenge. Here's here where you where you connect with me and be like, "Hey Stephanie, here's what I did on the challenge this week," right? But I want to challenge you to like literally flip that script and ask instead. Start asking them questions, right? So you might be thinking, why ask questions when I can just tell them, right? In my life, I've got nine toddlers in my classroom, right? At any given time, snapshot in time, two of wet their pants, one's crying because he wanted a yellow shirt instead of a blue one, three are exploring the physical properties of Play-Doh being smushed into carpet, two are engaged in a heated battle over who has more freckles, you laugh but it's a true story I experienced it one time two of my children literally fought over who had more freckles crazy and the last one well they're just reading in a quiet in a corner god bless that little one reading in a corner quietly who does not need a single thing that's so great but you know we obviously don't have time to ask a question and ask for a response right You're too busy. There's too many things going on. You've got nine children in your care. But my challenge to you is to actually see that it helps you in the the long run. It helps their critical thinking skills. Um, It helps to get them talking. It helps for you to make connections with them. It helps them to feel like they're a part of the process and the classroom and the things going on in the classroom. I just can't overstate how important this is right because when they have this type of this type of processing where they have to think about what's going on they actually have to say what they think they have to have their brains help them figure out what to say right it's so important it's that critical thinking and they don't critical think if you don't ask those questions that get them to critically think (laughs) Is that weird? It's like a chicken and the an egg, right? So what starts critical thinking to answer the questions that the questions are done to get the critical thinking? Yeah, right. It's a cycle. Okay. But I, it's just so important. Um, that open-ended questioning supports their reflection, gets them to actually start thinking And then increases self-control over time, gets them to respond, gets them to really just process all of this information that they're taking in as new new little human life forms on Earth. It's crazy. So when we ask children questions, we want to focus on those that are open-ended so open-ended questions this is important they don't have a right or wrong they have to be answered in more than a one-word response and you're not looking for a specific correct response or answer right so do you have a pet what are the options yes or no I don't know if anybody would say maybe I hope somebody's not saying maybe to if they have a pet but do you have if you have a pet that's closed, right? Because they're either saying yes or no. You're looking for a right response or a correct response, and it's only one word, right? What about this one? What color is that? Closed. You're looking for them to know the information. You're looking for the answer blue or red or green or whatever, right? How old are you? You guessed it, closed again. If they're three, seven, nine, ninety-two, who knows? But. Those are what we call closed-ended questions. There's a right time and a right place for that. If you are kind of testing their knowledge and their content and what they do know, yes, that's important, but open-ended questions really gets them to dig deep, to think about that information, and to just be critical about it, okay? So open-ended questions. Now we move on to Bloom's Taxonomy. This might be something new in the field that you may not have heard of. I don't know. Um, If you haven't, basically what it is, it's called Bloom's Taxonomy. Capital B, like a flower bloom. Yeah. Uh, Basically, a framework that was developed by Bloom and his buds, right? Sitting around, doing smart guy stuff. That really helps to organize educational goals. So it's used a lot in schools to be able to kind of classify, identify, group educational goals and um, supports and standards and learning for children, okay, used everywhere, used from elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, all the way up to the college level. When I was teaching at the collegiate level, we used Bloom's Taxonomy, so it's a cool, Uh, just framework that can just span you think about our four-year-olds three-year-olds two-year-olds all the way up to our 22-year-olds 50-year-old non-traditional students 70-year-old non-traditional students right so this framework looks like a pyramid okay something that has levels six different levels that get harder in complexity as they rise as they go up towards the pyramid they get smaller and smaller okay bottom of the of the pyramid remember And then it goes level up, understand, apply, analyze, evaluate, and then finally at the tippy top is create, okay? So think about how each of those are a little bit different. Require, they require the students to think a little bit harder, a little bit differently, a little bit, um, I, I have no other word for different than differently, but they just require the student to think about that question in a different light, okay? So, like, face to face, if we were face to face, if I was sitting in front of you, or if I was sitting with you, I would ask, "Have I completely lost you? Like, are you, are you, where are you at? Are you completely lost? What's going on? Do you know what's going on?" Which is a close cl- question, right? We know that because I'm looking for an answer of yes or no, right? But if instead we asked, "What do you not yet understand about the information?" Whoo. See how I change that question? It makes it open and it gets you to think critically about the information that you know, that you don't know, whatever it may be, right? So instead of me just saying, are you lost? And then you give me a nod yes or you give me a nod no, even though you might really be lost, but everybody else is shaking their head no, so I'm going to shake my head no too, right? But if instead you ask a question like, What don't you understand yet? Or what resonates with you? Or how can you apply this to what you are doing in your practice, in your profession? It opens it up and it gets you to think about it, okay? All right, so we're gonna dive deep into those six levels. So very first layer, the lowest, bottom of the pyramid, the biggest, is to remember. This is recalling basic information and facts, right? You know, reading a book, you point to a picture, what is that? Question as you point and the cat comes in, kiddo says cat, right? And then you say what sound does it make? Again, kiddo answers, meow, right? You're looking for them to get a right answer and you already know the answer or they already know the answer. Somebody knows the answer, right? So, Again, like I said a little bit earlier, that is important. It is important that we have those types of questions. But today, when we're here right now, let's move on. Let's focus on some of the big questions, the open questions. Okay? Next level is understand. These are a little bit harder, require some critical thinking skills. Some questions like, what can you tell me about what you created in the block area? or how would you describe what you drew? Tell me about what you did last night. By asking a type of understand question, we gain a sense of how the child is able to either describe, discuss, or summarize information. So we're really testing to see what they do truly understand by getting their own words, their own frame of reference behind it. Okay, so that's understand number two. Number three, we move up a level, apply. This this just brings it on home, right? So this is how they're able to take information that they know and apply it to the task or whatever it is is at hand or apply it to their own lives or whatever it may be, right? So questions like, what should we use to help the block tower become more stable? Or um, has that, Like, whatever, something, you read an event in a book, right? Then you ask the question, has that happened to you before? And what happened? How did you handle it? Blah, 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 right? So we talk about applying. They explain how they connect what's happening to their own lives and knowledge or how they connect their knowledge to the situation, the task at hand, whatever it may be. Fourth, analyze When we're analyzing, we're seeing things change. We have the ability to compare and contrast. I love, love analyzing questions because it really just draws a focus onto onto the child's ability to be able to look at change, right? How did it change? What emotions did the character start with at the beginning of the book and at the end of the book? Or what looks different you know, we, um, it snowed outside today. So what is different between yesterday and today? What do we notice? So analyzing requires that critical thinking skill to be able to look and think about each of the subject's properties, their, you know, what, what, what how they identify them and then compare them, which is pretty intense stuff for a preschooler. Believe me, believe you me, pretty intense. Fifth, evaluate. Uh, Through questions, we're asking them to express opinions, defend, or criticize. We know, we know, we know. Toddlers are opinionated. I have yet to meet a toddler or a preschooler who does not have their own opinion and wants you to know about their own opinion. They are opinionated, and that's good, right? But when we ask them of those opinions, We're harnessing their ability to think critically, right? How do you feel about the way the story ended? Did you like it? Maybe you didn't. Did you not like it? Why not, right? Or what could the person do differently next time? Or what could you do? Or what could Johnny do differently next time, right? A child has to have that ability to evaluate in order to form an opinion, which again, is pretty high order thinking, pretty pretty big stuff for these little people. Sixth, top of the pyramid, we made it all the way to the top is create. This is the creativity. This is the uh, artistic expression. This is the uh, just all the constructing, designing, controlling all of the influences that go into a project. right? How can we solve this problem? What should we do about? Blah, 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 blah. What ideas do you have for accomplishing your goal? I see that you want to do X, Y, Z. How will you do that? How will you get there, right? How shall we make this tower be able to support more weight? Whatever, whatever it is, right? So that's create. Okay. I just put a lot of information at you. I don't know if you're writing notes or, or what you're doing, How you're, how you're retaining all of this. Um, but each of those different levels of Bloom's taxonomy, remember, understand, apply, analyze, evaluate, and create, we can ask questions to our children. We can ask our children questions to meet them at these levels. So when we have those open-ended questions, we have that higher order thinking, we're challenging them to think outside the box and really extend their learning, right? If we're asking questions, what is that in that picture? What is What color is that? How old are you? Blah, 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 blah. Yes, you're hearing what they know, but when we ask open questions that align which, with each of those levels of Bloom's taxonomy, we get to challenge them. We get to extend their learning, not just testing what they already know, but extend it, to grow it, to develop it, get them to think critically about what they know, okay? All right, I always love techniques. I've been in the field long enough that when I'm in conferences, when I'm, you know, in a webinar, when, when I'm doing professional development, give me some techniques, give me content, but then also, Give me techniques to be able to apply it. I want to walk into my classroom tomorrow and be able to apply what I learned here today, right? So for me and, and these episodes, I want to be able to end it with fast and easy to apply techniques. I'll probably like figure out like a super cute segment title or whatever. I don't know. Probably once I finished recording, who knows. But dump this into your teaching toolbox. Go on your merry little way. But keep this in the back of your head. Keep these techniques with you. Be like, oh, yeah, remember that one episode I listened to? Stephanie talked about these cool questions and this dude named Bloom and, you know, uh, yeah, techniques. Let's apply them. So first, considering their prior knowledge. If you're introducing new concepts, you've got to stay pretty low down on that hierarchy, right? So you've got to stay towards level one, level two with remembering and understanding, But once they get that content, then you bring them to that higher level. Analyze, evaluate, create. Okay. Second, just jump. Just dive in. Just start. You don't have to memorize um, segments of a question. You don't have to have the perfect words to make sure it aligns with the six levels. Just jump in. And some of the two of the easiest ones that I always default back to is just starting a sentence with, I wonder, blah, 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 right? I wonder what would happen if, or I wonder if you did blank, blank, blank. The other one is I noticed. I noticed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Trust me, you're going to say I noticed and they're going to pick up on it and run with it and say whatever they want to say. So it just gets them talking it gets your attention it helps them to see that your attention is on them and what they're doing and then you say i noticed and they're going to take it away okay third don't be afraid to use big words this is a big one for me bring in vocabulary that's new to them introduce super cool words that they have not heard of like botanist or pointillism or grim whatever it is bring on some cool big words my favorite, I always keep this in the back of my head. The only word they don't know is the one they haven't heard yet. Do not be afraid to use big words with little children. Just don't. Just use the big words. If they don't know what it means, they're going to they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you. Right? And then finally, when asking those questions, give time to wait for a response. Right? wait be intentional about waiting don't wait by talking to another child by going over and taking care of a wwe minisode in the other corner of the classroom wait while you're turned to that child directly looking at them Well, of course also in the classroom with the eyes in the back of your head but looking at them I- i'm not saying stare into their soul don't be creepy about it but just give them time. Some children need longer to process. They may need an extra pause before they figure out what to say and let them have it. You did your question. Give them time to respond. Okay. Oh, okay. We are getting close to out of time, so I need to wrap it up. I am so excited to be a part of this. hope you'll continue to tune in. Um, I already have several next topics that I have just, you know, my 2 a.m. thoughts that it's like, oh, we could talk about this. Oh, we could talk about this. So, super excited to share this and be able to share my life and my um, passions for this field with you, and I think that we could go on for years and centuries and whatever it may be, decades. I know that centuries is longer than decades, but you know, I only expect to live for so long. But anyways, on that note, um super excited again to be with you. Looking forward to sharing some great things. If you have questions about my dude Bloom or any of his higher levels or asking questions, reach out to me. Let me know. So until next time I wish you well and don't forget to ask questions. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Casito Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Haney, and music track Hack Beat by Kevin McLeod.